You are listening to the Pork Pals Podcast with Peter, Donna Marie and Maeve. Let's go fishing for gossip, people. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another bonus episode of the Pork Pals Podcast. We're actually spoiling you guys at the moment. Donna Marie is looking, once again, looking all excited and bright-eyed. I tell you, like... They're, we're not spoiling them. Like these guys have been spoiling us because at the end of the day, we do this podcast because we're fucking fans. And I have had, I fangirled three times this week. I three know. And, you, and you're definitely going to fangirl now, aren't you? Oh, you yes. really are for this one. You really are big time. I'm surprised you haven't got like a poster up behind you or like a teacher <laughs> with her face on. <laughs> It might happen. It fucking might happen. It could be under that. It could be under the. Uh, actually, we won't tell the listener what you're wearing at the moment. We won't do that. Couldn't give up bollocks. Wear me pajamas under the weather. Ten o'clock at night. I have to get up and do the school run in the morning. Bollocks. Pajamas. Not even a bit of makeup on. But it's okay so, because our guest doesn't give up bollocks. She's no, like oh, exactly. Well, fucks. <laughs> exactly. And if that doesn't give, if that doesn't give it away, um. Our guest this week is was the lead deckhand on Below Deck Med. Definitely the fucking hardest worker I've seen on a Below Deck franchise in a long, long time. The absolutely amazing Miss Lara Dupree. You're very welcome, Lara. Hey, guys. It's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. I fucking love your podcast. Probably one of my favorite ones so far. It's just so raw and honest. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. Thanks. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. It, it actually, it, mean, it means a lot. Like, I mean, we get nice messages from listeners, but to actually when the people that we're talking about come and say to us, like, God, you guys are really funny. It really does. It actually means just just that little bit more. So it, we really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you very much. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. So I suppose we might as well start at the start. How did you get into yachting? What's the, what's the Lara story? Um. So basically I was kind of, a big rebel uh when i was in school like i didn't really give a fuck i didn't really try to exceed excel in anything i was good in sports but i really couldn't i'm not a big book person so after high school my mom kind of forced me to go to university and it didn't really work out because i did not want to fucking be there at all i told my mom at 16 years old send me to maritime school i want to be a captain i want to drive a boat like i want to work on boats and she's like oh that's not a that's not a normal job like in South Africa where we're from everyone's got to have a degree you've got to fucking have a nice job whatever and make paint like absolutely nothing how the fuck are you gonna live like that so it's just it didn't make sense in my brain and you know I told my mom hell with university like a year in I said no fuck this shit shit kicked off properly it was it was kind of a big mess and I kind of had to get my courses and everything by, I did bartending for about a year, but I like did some body shots and stuff to get extra money. Like everything is <laughs> extra cash. So I could just pay my flight and go and, you know, do my courses and get over there. And I did that in a course of like eight months and I came to France and then I landed my first job pretty quickly. I think it's my determination. And really I just set my mind to what I want and what I, want to achieve and then it kind of all fell in my pocket really well um yeah and then I just started loving the industry 
That totally came through the TV with you. I mean, we've watched Below Deck. We've watched them all over the years. And when I watch you on the telly, I'm like, in 10, 20 years' time, when you look up, where's Lara Dupree? She is going to be the captain of a a mega You know, that kind of way. You you can see it, like, you know, and I'm like, fair play to you. Fucking girl power, fair play to you. Go and chase It makes me so excited. It makes me so excited. And even looking back at it and actually seeing that, you know, they didn't edit me badly because there wasn't really something bad you could edit on me. Like, I did really work fucking hard. I know I was a bit of a bitch to Max, but he did not want to work. So that's on me to be a good leader and, like, be like, bro, fucking pick up the slap. Stop wanking every fucking, like, (laughs) just get your head in the game. You're here to work. Like, for me, that's the point. I didn't give a shit about a TV show. I wasn't here to be a TV star. I'm there to prove that I'm a hard worker. And I actually wanted to learn from Captain Sandy. Like, she was a big mentor to me and I wanted to work alongside her. And if it meant for me being on the show, then so be it. And I think I was actually quite a bit of entertainment for some people, which is amazing. I've gotten really good feedback. So, and I mean, my nights out, they can probably judge me a little bit on that because I did go a little bit fucking haywire. But I mean, work out, play hard. So. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like, that's the thing, though. Like, I mean, you're cooped up on a boat for like, I mean, X amount of days. You're working every single hour it's literally sleep work sleep work sleep of course you're going to have a shitload of steam to blow off come the end of it you just managed to blow it off a little better than most (laughs) i had fun i had so much fun on those nights out like it was a lot of fun and even during like work days we had so much fun you obviously didn't see all of it because it was so fucking much drama that i can't i couldn't stand it i'm like just show the fun parts and it was, but anyway, you know, it is what it is. It's a drama show, so. Yeah. yeah that was This season, even, you know, about five episodes in, even the audience were like, okay, we've had enough drama. You know, show us yeah. some comedy. Show us some, some of the nice bits, you know. And I think that that's, it was you, Jack, Max, to a certain extent, and Lily that brought that. You brought the fun yeah. side. And I, for one, was fucking delighted there. Yeah. Like, me and Max, we're definitely still friends. Like, I love the guy. Um, I did get a little bit of shade from him during the season, like, when he watched it back, and he's like, oh, I didn't know you spoke so much shit about me. I'm like, mate, I I said this to your face many times. But we still, you know, I maintain a very good relationship with all my crew. I don't have any bad blood, but... It's just, it's there's a fakeness in the air that I realized that there was no communication whatsoever after the show between any crew members towards any of us. There's no like, oh, well done. Even the senior crew members who's done it before, no one is like, oh, well done. You're like, we did it, whatever. It was just blank silent. And I'm just like, this is so fucking strange. Like, I'm just a little bit pissed off. I feel like, Honestly, I think I was on the wrong season. I just feel like I shouldn't have been on that season and another one that just a better crew dynamic, honestly. I feel like we'll see you again on Below Deck. I said this to you the other day, didn't I, Pal? I was like, it I is, feel yeah. it is. back on another season. I know you can't tell us if you are or not, but I, on my two senses, we'll see you again. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll be driving the boat next time. 
with a monkey on my shoulder. <laughs> but I have to say, you were the one because we went over this. You probably heard us on the podcast a couple of times. We were very skeptical about everybody getting sick. And we were like, these fuckers are all just hung over and they're all just feigning illness one after the other. Yeah. It was only when you got sick and we saw, and we were like, okay, that's it. There's actually an illness on that boat because yeah. if Lara's arm was chopped off, she'd still be looking to fucking work. I felt yeah, so exactly for you in your little green Crocs and you were like dying and you were like, oh, <laughs> I was like, get into the bed quick. Yeah, no. I was fucked. I was so like, I couldn't even see out of my eyes. Like I was just so sick. And I know I still hugged a few people. I got some shit for that because I was stupid, but I didn't, I haven't seen Hayley in a while. Of course I'm going to hug her. She was just sick. It's not going to like, she's going to get sick again. But yeah. anyway, like there was definitely something going on on that boat because everyone got sick like every day. Like there is some parts you didn't see where I also got sick during something else happened but they didn't sh but there was something going on there that everyone just got fucking sick most were hung over and some was exhausted but i honestly think it was the just the negative drama in the air that fucking made people toxic you know and sick in the head yeah <laughs> there certainly was an awful lot of toxicity it was it was yeah. bad in fairness, like, do you think, look and have a look back at it, do you think anyone was unfairly portrayed or sort of overly, you know, like, I mean, let's take Kyle, for example, just as one example. Do you think the way he was portrayed was fair or do you think, look, they've made him out to be this villain and there's another side to him? This, this is a difficult to you know, actually speak about because I never closely worked with Kyle. I obviously saw the season back and I was like, shit, I didn't actually know he spoke to some people the way he did mm. because me and Kyle had a really good relationship. I know a lot of people think he's this and that, but for me personally, I'm not going to put a judgment on him. What other people saying, what I saw obviously wasn't really nice. He knows what he did wrong, but towards me, we had a, fucking good relationship i could go and speak afrikaans to him and we could we shared a lot of shit so you know i actually do have a great relationship with the guy i can't i don't feel like it's been portrayed uh, unfairly because it is what it is what you saw on the show did happen like that you know everyone fucked up a little bit and you know they show it and that's what it is so do you that's on him to fix whatever um, do you think he sees it? Do you think he knows he fucked up and he needs to take accountability for his behavior and maybe work on himself a little bit? Um, I think he's definitely realized that. Like I've followed his post a little bit and I've spoken to him even after the show. He was in a fucking state like in the hotel afterwards. I was sitting with him and really talking to him and he knew then that he's going to be portrayed as the villain. Mm. This and this is going to happen. He knew what he did wrong long time ago. So I feel like he is trying to fix whatever he did wrong, you know, because of his post. And he said he's working on himself. So, you know, good on him. Hopefully yeah. he sorts his stuff out. I haven't spoken to him in a while, but, you know, it looks like it's going good for him. Like, so. Good. 
that's good. Like, I mean, like, I mean, no matter what we say at the end of the day, like, I mean, it is a show and people like, I mean, we all get swept up in our own dramas and emotions and stuff, you know, and it's not, not all of us have it thrown under the microscope. Like, like he had in that spot. Yeah, so, exactly. like, I mean, it's we can judge. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's easy to sit back and judge people, but at the end of the day, people do have stuff going on, and they have real feelings, and you have to 100%. give people a chance. Yeah, I, I would root for him. Like, 100%. I hope he, I hope he gets through whatever is going on with him and comes out the other side. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, but, it's it's a fucking tough environment, but there's definitely not as much drama that there's on below deck on a real boat. Like there's not <laughs> that much drama at all. Oh, it's God. just put a bunch of people together that will cause shit. <laughs> yeah, how well, I would imagine. Well, Go ahead, Donna Marie. How weird is it to you know? I mean, this was filmed in 2022. Was it 2022? How weird is it to then just you know you've moved on with your life, you've gone on like a nearly a year, eighteen months, and then all of a sudden it comes on the air and you get all this attention. Then is that just like a bit of a mindful? Yeah. Definitely, like, because I am in a very, I'm in a committed relationship right now. Me and my girlfriend, we've dated before the show. We've been together now over four years, basically. But we broke up before the show about distance issues and some shit. And I clearly, you saw me on the show how many times, you know, I was kissing people and I was going at it. But it was truly just me not looking for anything. I was just having fun on a night out. And for her to then afterwards, you know, see this stuff, hear these things, it's fucking horrible. And it puts a lot of strain on our relationship as well, or it did. But we came through it. We worked through it all. She's fine with everything, you know. And we cool. together now and very happy. And that's the way, like, still, I get weird comments from girls and people, like, DMing me weird stuff. And I'm just like, like, where's your respect? You can see I'm in a committed relationship. I know it's a girl-on-girl relationship and people have little have less respect for that. Like if it was a boy and a girl relationship, you wouldn't just fall in someone's DM, flirt with them, you know? I don't so know. I feel that like there's a little know. bit of a problem. People still do that. <laughs> doesn't matter who yeah, it is. I just, I just fuck it. So fuck off, you know? You can see I'm taken and I'm so happy. Like, well, what, are you, what are you trying to do? But yeah, anyway, it's probably the aftermath <laughs> of it all. I signed up for it. When you go onto someone's social media page and you can clearly see like that they're in a relationship, like I mean, the disrespect. Yeah. I don't care if you're on TV or you're you're just a normal person. The disrespect, like I think people yeah, think exactly. liberties because you're on TV as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I signed up for it. It's fine. It's just I'm just sharing my frustrations about. I obviously never knew what to expect from this whole thing coming out. But yeah, like it's just a bit strange how people can say the weird things that they do on a DM. Like I would never put myself through something like that. Or tell a stranger yeah. like weird information. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people people do tend to get a bit like I mean, like not saying that we get those kind of DMs, but people do people have opened up to us. Not particularly me, but like maybe Donna Marie's had conversations with people in DMs and people have really opened up about like quite personal stuff to people that they just don't know. Like nothing bad as in they weren't to be disrespectful, but they literally like opened opened up in their in the DMs. And it's like 
What's strange. going on? It's a weird feeling. Strange. Yeah, it is strange. It's like, who the fuck am I talking to? Is it like an AI or is it a real person? Is it you know people create these fake profiles all the time and then just okay. shoot some strange messages? It's like, how do you have the time on your hands to do something like that? Fucking, I'll go run or read a book. Jesus, don't just fucking do weird DMs. That's crazy shit. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. It's and I always feel it's weird for it, it, it's even more strange for the cast of below deck because at the end of the day, you guys are you guys are working. You're doing a job and the cameras just happen to be following you. Like, I mean, it's not like Real Housewives or something like that, where it's it's all about, exactly. you know, your lifestyle and you as a person. You're there doing a fucking yeah. job. Like, I mean. Exactly. And it's a fucking important job. Like, I, everything is so, especially on deck, safety is one of the biggest concerns that I have when working because a fucking accident happens like this. And not many people know it, especially on Below Deck. It's fucking la da like Max is just whistling about. But to me, anchoring stuff like that is real important because it's like that. I've known a few people's legs got cut off in a procedure like that. So, and also the camera, I mean, sometimes they're in the way. You fucking have to just push them out of the way because this is in a TV show at the end of the day. It's safety comes first. So that's sometimes where you had to, you know, kind of, baffle with the camera crew but other times i completely forgot they were there because you're so busy with your job you know you've got your case and whatever and then all of a sudden this fucking camera man pops up with his is it weird then as well is it weird then as well like at night time you're going into your like private space to have your like you know your sleep and things like that and there's camera on in the corner of the room i know i know but i i like kind of put that out of my head because what can you do? I would just get naked in front of it and just shake a little bit and give them some entertainment. <laughs> it wouldn't even bother me. It'd be that, you know, when you've got, like, I sleep at night, like, and I'd be trying to hold me farts in and all if I was in, I probably wouldn't sleep for the whole fucking <laughs> race. Because I'd be, like, Listen. more quiet if it showed me farting or something. I'd be like, oh, God. Well, Dave's seen what? much worse. Dave's seen <laughs> much worse on those cameras, 100% than a little fart. I guarantee that. you, Lara, if Donna Marie was on that ship, you wouldn't see anything from the neck fucking down for 16 episodes. Really? <laughs> you're talking, you you're talking to a girl. She has three kids and they use the hole in the she. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a prude. <laughs> That's hilarious. Look at her laughing. <laughs> and she's laughing so hard because she knows it's fucking true there's she not a chance true. there's not a chance you would yeah. see her any bit of her on camera I'm a prude like I am she'd be, she'd be in that toilet doing absolutely everything everything yeah everything would be in the bathroom and that'd be it she'd be sewing herself into the fucking duvet at night time in case anything fell out <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Anything fell out, fucking hell. <laughs> I'm 42 years of age. There's an awful lot that falls out. <laughs> There's a lot that falls out. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, now we're, now we're taking a turn. Now, thank God we're recording this past the watershed. <laughs> we'll have to release this past the watershed now. <laughs> 
right, we asked Jack, and I think we asked Lily as well, what was your pit of the season and your peak of the season? What is pit? Oh, your high point. Uh, basically, your high point and your low no, point of the season. Low okay. Peak is high. Okay, so my high point would definitely be me becoming the lead again because yeah. I've never been in a position like that. And I, it was just so nice that I felt like I deserved it and everyone else was like, you deserve it. That was just fucking amazing. Such a great feeling. Um, and my low would probably be... Fuck, what was my low? I was so drunk all the time that I had this drama happening. <laughs> so I was just having fun. But I would say, like, I think the last night that I kind of know, my low was definitely struggling with Max. That was really a struggle point for me. Like, it was difficult to work with someone that really doesn't want to be there and to pick up the slack. That I was so fucking tired most of the days because it's just like this guy doesn't want to work. You know, so yeah. that was kind of my low that I, and also the fact that I got to this frustration point and this anger point where I got so like frustrated. I don't like being in a place like that. And people like that put me in a place like that because it's difficult to maneuver out to fucking deal with someone who doesn't want to work. Yeah. And so I got a closed environment. You know, when someone else is negative, it, it'll quickly bring other people down. Like there's no escape. Yeah. And negative like, attitude like yeah like don't get me wrong i love the guy he's really fucking funny and he brought so much joy to like we had a great friendship honestly we loved each other but it was just this one little thing that i could not see past sometimes it's just like mate just stop being so not thinking just working out while i'm trying to work whatever like stuff like that and i felt disrespected in the position that i was that he didn't want to listen to me because i was a female in this lead position that he wanted yeah. he would never have gotten it sorry so you know I, that you got the french thing. i've worked with french men before and they hated the fact that i had to tell them what to do i think that's oh, yeah. a french thing yeah like, yeah. Really? yeah maybe I've, i think I've, so yeah two French men that had to come in and they did not like me telling them what to do. Like never, ever yeah, in the yeah. whole 17 years, they never respected me. There's, yeah. Wow. They definitely still the old era. Like a man has to take care for his woman and a wife is not going to tell a man how to do a job. Exactly. Yeah, it is. It's a cultural thing. Like they just know they have no respect for authority when it comes from a female at all. Like, yeah. That's interesting. Horrible. I've never worked with French people, so I can't I can't comment. But it must be it must like that. I can see where the frustration would come from though. When you've got like it's almost like two polar opposites. You've got this tremendous work ethic and you just want to get get it done. And you've got this person that, you know, they want to just, you know, sort of chill and sort of breeze through everything. Yeah. Almost the exact opposite of you when it's it's very hard to understand where that person is coming from when you exactly. when you would never be like that. It, it baffles my brain. I just like, why would you do something? You also know that you're on TV. Why would you do something like this? You know the job because apparently he's been a bosun and shit before. Clearly fucking not. But if you have been in a position like this on yachts and whatever, why would you come to a show where you know it's heavy chartering and just dick around? Like, you yeah. are going to look bad. You're putting yourself yeah. in a position like that. What the hell? Well, oh, that's Jack what we said 
Black, didn't we? Where there's there's two types of people. Oh, yeah. Want to walk and then there's people that are there for the reality star, like, you know, they want TV. So I think that's the difference. Yeah. Probably. Well, like Jack, Jack, Jack kind of said to us that Max, that he, he felt Max didn't really know what he was getting into at all. When he yeah, I heard that. Show. I heard that on the podcast. And I, I'm sorry, I don't believe it. Because <laughs> I, when he came on board, he told me something different. I think he knew it was a TV show and what he wants to get out of it. So I just think he's saying a lot of shit, you know, Max. Yeah, I, I just the, the image of Max thinking he was going on a show that was trying to sell boats at three o'clock in the yeah, morning right. on the TV. <laughs> and he yeah, thought that would be a good environment for a sex book. <laughs> that's just that's 100% not true because we go through so much processes before you come on the show and they explain to you. So yeah. I don't think he didn't know 100%. No, in, this, in this day and age, nobody walks into that sort of situation without one Googling it and two yeah. Watching most of fucking the seasons seasons that came before you. If that was me, yeah. I'd have every single episode watched. Like, and yeah, and, and it, there's no way in hell that someone that's in yachting doesn't know about Below Deck. Every single person that does yachting knows about the show. Yeah. So it's just to me, it doesn't make sense. Had anyway. you watched much of it, much of the show before you went on, Lara? Yes, I was a big fan. Always ah, been a huge okay. fan. I, when I did started off my first year in yachting, I actually wanted to reach out to them and ask them, listen, I want to be on the show, whatever. And then I kind of had this feeling that, no, whatever, I'm just going to leave it. And then actually after my breakup, they approached me and I was like, well, this is the perfect timing. I just go going through a breakup now. Maybe this is my, you know, little light for the year. And I did it and, you know, it turned out great. So I'm yeah. actually I'm really glad I did it. It was such a good good experience and great um, producers and stuff. Fucking amazing! They really took care of us really really well. Oh, which is really great. Would, yeah. would you do it again? Would you go back? Um, the thing is, because I'm now in a I'm not open relationship, because I'm in a committed relationship right now. It's it's difficult, you know, being on a TV show, it's it's a lot of it will put a lot of pressure and strain on a relationship. And also it's it's a TV show. It's not gonna make me become a captain. So maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say no, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I love it. Cool. No, so what have you what have you been doing with yourself since? What's what's Lara been up to since the show? Um, so I've had a great holiday my mom got married that was a big highlight in my year um i've been djing so i've got my decks and yeah i love djing very hard techno psychedelic music so if you yeah it's like quite hard but i it's my big passion so sometimes after work i'll just sit and play for the crew some music and whatever so i've got my own page on soundcloud as well people should go check that out i will Um, i will Cool, yeah. absolutely, and we'll uh, we'll we'll drop a link to that on the the show pages as well. Yeah, so. yeah, that'd be nice. Um, and yeah, further on, I've done my yacht master now, so I'm more qualified. I've got a kind of a captain's license, two hundred ton license now, and I'm slowly going to do my OOW, which is my officer of the watch tickets. So you can become an officer and then, you know, go up to the bigger levels so yeah i'm just nice. kind of trying to grind and just enjoy life with it. Smashing it larry you're out there smashing it love it 
Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm in a very good place at the moment. And I'm very happy for it. Got great people around me, great support system, great job, great girlfriend. And yeah, I couldn't be happier for the for the outcome, honestly, how people have reacted towards my appearance on the show. Like they've really given me so much love that I've never experienced. So it was really amazing. Yeah. I love so that. Good. Of course. Yeah. Good. Well, there's certainly a lot of love for you here, Lara. And if you ever come to Ireland, if you ever show up on these shores, definitely give us a show and we'll we'll take you out for a night out. Just because Yeah. <laughs> we'll, 100%. I'm Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna I was just gonna say no, the prude the prude can still put her dancing shoes on. She still knows she still knows how to party a little bit. She used to yes. have a tea and party. <laughs> I'm less of a prude. When I have a few drinks, honey. And I'll definitely hype you up some more, you know. I can hype a girl up. So we'll go. (laughs) I'll definitely be coming there soon, guys. Like, I've always been keen to come to Ireland. And me and my girlfriend actually actually planning a trip down there to Dublin. So maybe if we're there, I'll eat you guys up. 100% do. Lara, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for giving up your time. And coming of on course. and chatting to us. I of love course, it. Guys, thank you yeah. so much. You're no so nice. Yeah, wishing you all the best. I'm fucking rooting for you. Out of everybody, I'm rooting for the most. Go smash it. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. Lots of love. Eh? Lots of love. Thank you soon. And the same to you. Bye-bye. Take care, Lara. Bye bye. Cheers. Well, pal, you completed the, the holy trinity of the season. She's fucking amazing, isn't she? Like, just good energy. Oh, just so, so good energy. Positive. Like, obviously, she had her criticisms of things, but she all in a positive and constructive way. Constructive. Yeah. yeah. She just oozes, like, positive energy. And like that, she can give her criticism, but in a very respectful manner. Like, I just fucking love her. I am rooting for her. I really hope that, you know, we see her again. But at the same time, I'm like, nah, go off and fucking smash a girl. Go get it, like, you know. Maybe we'll win the Euro Millions and we can chatter a yacht and we can have her as the captain. Oh my God, I was just going to say, I was actually, literally, I'm telling you, pal, we're vibing here, we're vibing. I was literally just about to say that maybe someday we'll be able to charter one of those yachts and and she'll be the captain. We're going to need a Euro Millions, pal. Like an Irish lotto is not going to do it. We're going to need a fucking Euro Millions. Oh, absolutely. It'll be a Euro Millions job. Definitely a Euro Millions job. But, uh... Either that or the podcast just goes viral and Spotify pay us a few hundred million like they do to Joe Rogan. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) We're funny, but we're not that funny. There's me with me negativity. No, that's going to happen for us. I'm going to manifest that next, pal. Well, listen, start (laughs) manifesting that shit, bitch. Come here, no, seriously, let's let's daydream for a second here. Like, imagine we won the Euro Millies tomorrow, like, and we could have, we could just build our own crew. Who would you have? Oh, God, oh, it's too fucking hard. It's too hard. We've got, like, like, chef, we'd have to have Jack as the chef. Yeah. Jack's got to be the chef. 
Um, Lara's definitely got to be. She can't, like, I mean, okay, if it was tomorrow, you're going to want Captain Jason. Like, let's face it. Well, look, I mean, Captain Glenn doesn't um, do yachts, and I would never survive on a sailing yacht. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it would have to be yeah. Jason, just so, for the eye candy alone. Jason is captain. Like, like a deck team, uh, you could have uh, Lara. Um, who else would you have? Would you have Luca? <clears throat> no, I'd have Lara. I'd have Gary. Uh, I would have... Let me think now. Let me think. Let me think. I would have Adam from Down Under that got fired and sent back oh, to the yacht. Oh, poor old Adam. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he Adam. can swim now. He was a nice guy. I would have him. And I suppose Colin. I mean, look, I love Colin. And yeah. then in here, it would have to be Daisy, Asia, and... Uh, can I have a few? Can I have a few interior? So like, you can have four interior. Fuck four. Jesus. Well, fucking need four interior because if you bring your three kids, it'll be mayhem. <laughs> okay, so Daisy for sure. Uh, Daisy, H Asia, Haley, and Fraser. I suppose four down. Yeah. 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 Down. God, yeah, be pretty wild. No cameras. I mean, Jack wouldn't even have to cook because we'd be happy to just start a just eat for the weekend. Weekend. Or... <laughs> well, just eat out on the fucking just eat coming in on the fucking uh, yeah on the like, small boat. time he'd have to go into the kitchen and cook his and is a nice big fry the next morning because we're all in fucking ribbons. And then yeah, I mean. Yeah. There'll be none of this big gay breakfast or any of that old shit. <laughs> we wouldn't even look for water ties. Maybe on the fourth day when we got there, after that, we'd just be dying. We'd be in the water fucking... Ties. I can't yeah. even... Here, listen. I can't even fucking swim properly and neither can you, Flipper. So <laughs> there'll be no fucking water ties going on. After the fourth day, we'd all just end up sitting in the fucking living room, like watching Netflix, hanging together, eating Doritos. That's yeah. it. We'd probably be the handiest fucking charter guests ever, to be fair. Just once we... just keep our drinks topped up and we'll be laughing. Like we'd be <laughs> we definitely wouldn't be awkward at all. Yeah, or the worst. Yeah, we could be a nightmare. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, listen. that was absolutely brilliant. Love Lara. Worth staying up late. Worth going on camera in me fucking pajamas and air screen to make up on cold sword a whole lot. I don't care. It was worth it. And yeah, she's just brilliant. And that is the last person on the wish list complete. Yeah. You did the Holy Trinity. Donna, Donna had her Holy Trinity, the three she wanted to interview from the season. And we managed to bag all three. And just a big shout out to all three, just um, again, for coming on. We really appreciate them giving up their time and coming on to chat with us. And yeah, it's definitely been a blast interviewing them. Love, love chatting to the crew. So yeah, that's it. That's it. We'll catch you all tomorrow for our regular Below Deck OG installment. And 
take care till then. Bye now. Bye.